0: Staying with the war in Ukraine and the Albanese government has unveiled a raft of new sanctions and stepped up its financial support for the war-torn country. David Spears is the host of Insiders and Samantha Maiden is the national political editor for news.com.au. Welcome to you both. And David, just beginning with you, $33 million for military drones it's pushed Australia's contribution to the war effort to more than half a billion dollars, which is significant for a country like us. But as we just yeah. heard, there's a push for countries like Australia to do more to condemn Russia, also on the diplomatic level. We still haven't expelled the Russian ambassador, right? I mean, there are more things we could do.
1: Yes, there are. And and that's an interesting uh, point about whether we expel uh, the Russian ambassador or more diplomats, um, particularly given... Uh, The story Nick McKenzie has in the nine papers this morning about the hive of spies the ASIO boss referred to the other night being Russian uh, spies uh, that were apparently posing as diplomats, he says, and uh, were highly active for more than 18 months before they were ultimately dismantled by ASIO. So you wonder what their highly active uh, operations um, uh, secured for Russia over those 18 months before ASIO was finally able to disrupt them. And and the story suggests key players have been kicked out. It doesn't say all of them have been. So, you know, is there a need to to boot out more of the the Russian diplomats who perhaps have been part of this hive of spies? Uh, But to Australia's support, yes, uh, now more than half a billion dollars in 12 months is a lot. Uh, for Australia, uh, and I think, you know, when you look around the world at the support for Ukraine, you've got to say a lot of this is largely due to the heroic efforts of the mm. Ukrainian people in defending their country, uh, but also the efforts of President Vladimir Zelensky in rallying the West to support him. I mean, the, the Joe Biden visit earlier this week was, was quite extraordinary. Um, there is strong support, I think, in the Australian community and certainly across the political divide for that support for Ukraine to continue. But it is worth noting there is no end to this war in sight.
0: Look, I want to change the topic to just a couple of domestic issues that have dominated the political sphere this week. And Sam, the debate over superannuation has really raged all this week. It's not clear what the government wants to do or whether there's an appetite to do it quickly in this budget. Uh, What changes are you expecting, Anthony Albanese, to announce or, or do you think there is an appetite for some reform here?
2: Well, I think that um, the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, outlined fairly clearly in that interview in 2GB this week um, how far he's prepared to go and what he's not looking at. So they seem to be hinting fairly heavily at a $3 million super cap, um, talking about legislating the purpose of super. So by that saying that superannuation should not be a vehicle to stash millions and millions of dollars, that is meant to be a vehicle to deliver uh, you know, a, re- a reasonable retirement income and there comes a time when super, if it has a balance of that nature that is, is crossing the line. Um, in that interview um, during the week, um, he was also asked to rule out, you know, some other issues. He said that he was, for example, uh, only looking at um, capping super fund balances and that he was not considering a higher tax rate on contributions or earnings. Um, I think there's two things to kind of pull out of this. One, it's very, um, I think the changes that he is mentioning actually do not seem unreasonable. Two, the problem that the Labor Party's got is it went to the election saying they wouldn't have any changes to super. So there's clearly an argument that there is a broken promise there if they proceed on that basis. Three, that... Um, whether it's franking credits or others' debates in this space, there's a capacity for the Coalition to weaponise what might be otherwise relatively minor um, changes to suggest they're going to hack into everybody else's super. And finally, that it's clearly going to be an issue in the Aston by-election. Peter Dutton has made the point that they have held the election on April Fool's Day um, before (laughs) the budget so that they cannot be... um, you know, that that won't become part of the Aston by-election. Well, it will. And um, the final point to make, which I think is very interesting, is the story in the Australian Financial Review about the tills hitting back over the Labor's $3 million super cap idea. Well, they would, wouldn't they? Because that's where all the people (laughs) live that have $3 million in their super. Yes.
0: uh, Well, yes. uh, Defending their constituency, let's put it that way. Look, David, just very briefly, um, wages data came out this week. It showed the biggest drop in real wages on record. And that's real wages because actually wages are accelerating fast, but they they can't keep up with inflation. That's the issue. Um, At the same time, Qantas and its record profits, obviously profits are back in the headlines too. The ACTU talking about that today. That contrast is pretty stark, isn't it?
1: It sure is, and it's not just Qantas posting a record half-yearly profit. Uh, Commonwealth Bank did last week. I mean, there there are plenty of big companies doing very well on the profit front, while real wages, as you point out, Are going backwards at um, at a record rate. Um, Yes, three point three percent wage growth last year, highest in ten years. But look at what's happening with inflation. We're all going backwards in real terms. Uh, So you know, when we hear the Reserve Bank Governor talk about a price-wage spiral, being worried about wages uh, potentially pushing up inflation, we're just not seeing that in 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 the numbers. It's profits that uh, you know are are the eye-popping numbers at the moment. So I think the ACTU make a a reasonable uh, point there. The Australia Institute. The progressive think tank also has some research out today suggesting that it's a a profits price spiral that is the real um, culprit when it comes to this inflation problem. Mm. Um, Either way, Uh, all economists seem to expect we will still see at least another one interest rate rise in about 11 days' time.
0: Okay, David, just final word to you, actually, on on The Voice. The Deputy Liberal Leader, Susan Lee, will accuse the Prime Minister of using the Voice referendum as a platform for an early election and a re-election vanity project. Uh, This is pretty, you know, this this is pretty strong rhetoric on something that they were trying to be all kumbaya on, but it hasn't happened, has it?
1: Well, both sides are accusing each other of playing politics with this. I guess that's politics, to accuse each other of playing politics. Right now, though, I think the most interesting thing this week has been where is the wording going to land uh, on the proposed change to the Constitution? Will it include a voice to parliament and executive government? Anthony Albanese is in a bind here. His referendum working group are adamant. It should be executive government as well. But conservative supporters of The Voice are saying it cannot. Uh, so he's left it open for now. He's saying no final decision. This won't be easy for him.
0: No, not easy at all. And, David, I can announce that Chris Bowen, I think, is your guest on Sunday, yes?
1: Yep. Okay, there you go. Talking all things climate. Yes.
0: Energy and climate. Thank you to both of you. David Spears, host of Insider, Samantha Maiden, national political editor for news.com.au. You're listening to ABC RN Breakfast.
1: ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.